0: The following podcast is
1: brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingMoveJonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in History. Well, thank you for joining us on either Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Also, we are on Rumble, YouTube, and on Facebook. And this is This Week in History looking at the week of April 8th to the 14th. Got a lot uh, going on. We're going to have uh, Dustin Rhodes and Gene Kaniski in our Superstar Spotlight and uh, look back at the night that Raw ended up beating WCW in the ratings war. So well, thank you for uh, joining us, and we can't do any of it until we go over to Niagara Falls and bring in Jonesy. Hello Jonesy, how are you sir?
0: Good evening, I'm doing pretty damn good. Beautiful day outside.
1: Yeah, not too bad here in London either. Uh, We are recording this actually on Wednesday, uh, which is a little unusual for us, uh, being able to do it uh, this way, but it will be available for everybody on Thursday uh, for their normal uh, viewing and uh, hopefully, we'll be uh, finished this before Survivor uh, is on. I think it's a two hour episode to, uh, tonight. But uh, we are here talking about history. There's been a lot going on in the regular world of wrestling. Uh, I don't know if people even caught last night. There was uh, even a little hint, uh, potentially, of uh, The Rock against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39 hinted at during Young Rock last night. So, uh, yeah, a lot if you pick up uh, those little wink and nod moments, but uh, we'll see if history gets made next year uh, due to what they foreshadowed supposedly 30 years ago in 1996 with a little Joe and Dewey in the living room. Hmm. So... Maybe we'll have that to talk about in the future, but we are talking about history of wrestling for April 8th to the 14th, and if you want to start off with some headlines, we'll get ready. All right, 26
0: years ago, April 8th, 1996, a forklift was needed on Raw to remove an injured Yokozuna from the ring area. Yoko could not move under his own power after uh, Vader Vader bombed Yokozuna's leg. And that's a good thing Forklift was there, because if I was an ambulance driver, I would have told him to go suck
1: eggs. Yeah, that uh, wasn't the best uh, thing. And I I wonder if they almost did it in a way. It would probably be considered body shaming now uh, if they did it purposely because they couldn't get uh, an actual stretcher to uh, help Rodney properly. But if that was the only way that they actually could move him, because he was probably at that point well over 600, close to 700 pounds, you never know.
0: It shows how big the man was when he sat on a pallet and basically took up the pallet. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Uh, 19 years ago, uh, April 8th, 2003, at a SmackDown taping in Chicago, Rowdy Rowdy Piper returns to the WWF for his first Piper's pit since WrestleMania V. Vince McMahon would be his guest. They would be interrupted by Rikishi and a revenge payback coconut steaming from 1984 in Jimmy Snuka. However, Sean O'Hare attacked Rikishi and hit Piper, hit Rikishi with the coconut.
1: Yeah, and that story pretty much went nowhere. It's unfortunate. I think they had issues with Piper and Sean O'Hare. His career could have been much better. And I guess his life wasn't as good as it could have been. And we no longer have Sean with us. 35
0: years ago, April 9th, 1987, Jim Crockett Promotions purchases Bill Watts' Universal Wrestling Federation 22 years ago, April 10th, 2000, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo returned to WCW on Monday Nitro. They would add another nail to their coffin as they would reboot WCW by announcing all titles would be vacated and decided at that weekend's Spring Stampede. Of course, that didn't sit well with fans, and it would just get worse from there.
1: Are we surprised that it was over with less than a year later? Yeah, that, that reboot just was dumb.
0: Uh, also on the show, Mike Awesome would make his debut. That in itself is another story, as he was the current ECW champion. There would be some hiccups and a lot of lawyers and contracts to sift through. 13 years ago, April 10th, 2009, Tori Wilson announces her retirement from wrestling. And nobody cared. Fifty-eight years ago, April 11th, 1964, in Washington, D.C., Buddy Rogers is presented the WWF World Heavyweight Championship belt, making him the promoter's first champion. Sorry, the promotion's first champion. Rogers would win a kayfabe tournament as Vince McMahon Sr. and Joseph Tootsmott defected from the NWA. It would not last long as Rogers would drop the belt 22 days later in under a minute to Bruno Sammartino.
1: Yeah, and I'm noticing here uh, probably obviously an accident because the nine and zero are right beside each other, but it seems so long ago, and my picture of Buddy Rogers is black and white. Those seeing visually are going to see at the bottom of the screen April 11th, 1064, that Buddy Rogers was given the title. Wrestling has not been around officially that long, nor was Buddy Rogers. (laughs) But it is reportedly the oldest sport. Oh, well, for sure.
0: All right. 25 years ago, April 11th, uh, 1997, over in Kauai, on Good Morning Kuwait, both Vader and The Undertaker are interviewed. The host asked if wrestling is fake. The Undertaker gave a diplomatic answer. However, Vader grabs the host by the tie and flips the table and asks, does this look fake to you? Bade Early and White would be under house arrest for 10 days and pay a fine before returning to the States. 12 years ago, April 11th, 2010, Texas Stadium was demolished. Uh, the home of the Dallas Cowboys was no more. The Texas Stadium was imploded in spectacular fashion. The stadium hosted world-class championship wrestling's parade of champions events, including Kerry Von Erich's 1984 NWA World Championship win over Ric Flair, just three months following the death of Kerry's brother David. From the ashes of Texas Stadium rose the home of WrestleMania 32, and uh, two weekends ago, 38 a and t t
1: Stadium. Yeah, it holds a lot more people than uh, probably the Texas Stadium did at, the, at one point because, well, if you believe WD's inflated numbers, mind you, at uh, the, uh, 32, they were over 100,000 people in attendance for WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, and then they can only fit 70 in for uh, this year in the same stadium. Yeah. Well, we are in a COVID time. And it was two days, so I kind of somewhat understand, but I believe it's 70,000 over the 100. Yeah. 11 years ago, um, April eleventh, two 2011, on Raw, Adam Copeland, best known to wrestling fans as Edge, Announces his retirement from professional wrestling due to the risk of paralysis or even death, stemming from neck problems and numbness that led to a diagnosis of cervical um, spinal stenosis. Of course, he would return to the ring action
1: at Royal Rumble 2020. Yeah, and now looks to be forming some sort of revival of, of the brood. With yeah. who? Oh, currently with uh, Damian Priest, and there's rumor to have Rhea Ripley there, maybe Tommaso Ciampa. Um, Mm. I also heard uh, Dexter Lumis would be a nice addition to him because of how creepy Dexter is, but he's locked up in a story over on NXT, so who knows what's going to go on with Edge in this new... uh, Ah,
0: to they couldn't get... uh, God, what's his
1: name? Is it Victor?
0: Over in AEW, the guy that screams all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure which one. Anyways, you're... there's a
0: guy over in AEW. Hilarious. He just like screams a lot and sounds like a woman, but he's not. Um, he looks very much like a, a creepy man, but uh, it's, it, it, it's 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 uh, it's humorous. Uh, Twenty eight years ago on April. 3rd, 13, 1994 in St. Paul, Minnesota, Jesse Ventura is awarded nearly $810,000 in videotaped merchandising royalties after a Minnesota state court found the WWF liable for fraud and misappropriation of publicity rights. This all stemmed from compensation the other wrestlers and celebrities received for WWF video releases. Ventura believed he too deserved compensation, which the court agreed with him. This case, Ventura versus Titan Sports, was an important case in regards to restitution law.
1: Uh, I think I uh, distracted you while talking about Edge, so we missed a couple. So I'll oh, go back quickly and uh, so Yeah, yes. you
0: go ahead and do those.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, eight years ago, uh, on April 11th, 2014, the wedding bells uh, would ring for Dana O'Brien or Brian Danielson. And Brianna Garcia, uh, also known as Brie Bella. Uh, they married in a small wedding ceremony in Sedona, Arizona. And, of course, we now know that he's also related to John Laurinaitis, who was the brother of Animal. That's a whole big wrestling family now just formed out of marriages going on with that one. Also, on April twelfth, 1999, The Rock uh, gets even with Stone Cold Steve Austin. By kicking his candy ass and tossing Austin's smoking skull belt into the Detroit River, this was revenge for when Austin did the same thing a year earlier with the Intercontinental Championship belt of the Rocks. And finally, uh, we have that the next day after Edge had announced his retirement, he relinquished the uh, WWE World Championship at, at SmackDown taping. And there was a 20 man battle royal booked that would decide who would face the number one contender for the belt. And that number one contender was the former champion Del Rio. And in this case, Christian ended up eliminating Jack Swagger last to uh, face Del Rio at Extreme Rules for the vacated World Heavyweight Championship. And kind of natural that Edge's kayfabe brother, best friend. Uh, would end up being the number one contender and eventually getting the title. Almost a bit like how when Rey Mysterio got the belt after Eddie De Guerrero passed away and it was sort of honored their friendship, Christian got the same honors in a way to honor Edge and take the title. And that ended up in a wonderful feud with uh, Randy Orton. Hmm. And he lost it to him,
0: didn't he? Yes, they changed it back and forth a few times. 39 years ago, April 14th, uh, 1983, the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance shuts down. This comes shortly after two top stars, Giant Baba and Antonio Noki, left to form their own companies and took many of JWA's wrestlers with them. Those two companies, All Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Eight years ago, April 14, 2014, Fandango's theme, Cha-La-La, uh, comes in at a number 44 on the UK singles charts. This is not the first time a WWE song would make the charts in the UK. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's single from 1993 WrestleMania album hit number 71 in 93. And WWF Superstar Slam Jam would hit number 4 on the UK charts in 92. Tells me they don't put a lot of good music out there in the UK.
1: Yeah, sorry, uh, John's yeah. fans on that one, but uh, yeah, I think it also stemmed from the fact that um, that was just after WrestleMania and Fandango went against Chris Jericho. And that night of WrestleMania, and definitely the night after WrestleMania on Raw, the fans were singing Fandango's uh, theme song and made it huge that way. Mm-hmm. Crowd participation.
0: And now on to some sadness. Here we go with some deaths. 35 years ago, April 12th, 1987, Michael Brett Atkinson, best known to wrestling fans as Mike Von Erich, dies of suicide. At the time, he had some legal troubles and suffered from head injuries after an auto accident in which his vehicle overturned. At the time of his death, he was one-third of the world-class championship wrestling six tag team champions with brother Kevin and Lance. And Lance was a babe brother. Six years ago, April 12, 2016, Jonathan uh, Reachner, best known to wrestling fans as Balls Mahoney, dies on a, of a heart attack in his hometown of Spring uh, Lakes Heights, New Jersey. He was only 44.
1: Yeah, and he, uh, for those who didn't uh, realize, also played Santa Claus when mm. uh, Ted DiBiase brought in the evil brother of Santa Claus from the South Pole. Nice. And of I course, we don't know it didn't last long, and he went to ECW and became Balls Mahoney.
0: All right, we're going to go to Sean for the superstar spotlight, and it's Gene Kniski.
1: Yeah, so uh, Eugene uh, Nicholas K- Kaninsky, who was born April 14th, 2010, uh, died of cancer in a long term care facility in Blaine, Washington, at the age of 81. Gene was one of six children of Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada, alderman Julia Kaninsky. Gene uh, excelled in uh, sports in high school and invented, uh, invited to the Edmonton Eskimos camp along with Al. Orlin, uh, and Stu Hart. He would uh, earn a scholarship to the University of Arizona and would get into professional wrestling at the same time. He would train with Dory Funk Sr. and Tony Morelli and make his pro wrestling debut February 13, 1952, less than a month removed from college. He would suffer a torn uh, kneecap and would eventually retire from football to concentrate on wrestling full-time. He would have a great uh, success in the NWA, the AWA, winning many uh, championships and was considered one of Canada's best athletes. He'd even win the AWA world title and tag team titles on the same day. Kaniski was inducted into inaugural member of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996. In 2004, he was inducted into the Professional uh, wing of the NWA National Wrestling Hall of Fame. And in 2007, he was inducted into the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame and inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2008. So he has yet to make it into the Deputy Hall of Fame. He was a two-time AWA Tag Team Champion, four-time AWA U.S. Champion, one-time World Champion for the AWA Over in the WWF, he was a one-time U.S. tag team champion, plus 47 other NWA and uh, international titles, uh, ranging from going in uh, B.C., Hawaii, uh, down in uh, different southern parts of the United States, over in Japan even. So he's well-traveled and definitely a uh, highly decorated uh, talent. And he's one of Canada's finest.
0: Yep, all those that uh, have or had uh, grandparents or anything like that; those are the guys that they remember. And he was trained by Dory Funk. No, Junior, uh, Junior didn't actually um, uh, debut until 1963. Uh, big events. I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Big events. Uh, 32 years ago, April 8th, 1990, the American Wrestling Association presented Super Clash 4 from Minnesota. This would be the last major event for the AWA as they were going through hard times. Well, that didn't sound like Dusty Rhodes at all, but anyway. Super Clash 4 uh, would be the final major event for the AWA as they would shut down production of their weekly TV show and would file for bankruptcy the following year. Uh, let's see on the card. Yeah, I think they,
1: just before you get to the card, I think the final year of the AWA consisted of them being uh, with a ring and a green screen and just doing uh, studio wrestling and f- filling in fans and just we- really weird 80, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Graphics over top of the green screens and just looked really horrible and cheesy. It's a a shame, but some good stars came out of there and made their way to the WWF and WCW at the time. Mm -hmm. And they left a
0: back it and they left a great library. Uh, And nothing really super important on that card. Let's see. Uh, we had the Texas hang- Hangman, Killer, and Psycho defeating Brad Riggins and DJ Patterson. John Nord, of course, that's. Um, Krusk. There you go. Defeated uh, Coquina Maximusk, who, of course, was Banzai. Um, uh, Baron Von Rasky uh, defeated Colonel De Beers by countout. Always like Colonel De Beers. Uh, Larry Zabisco defeated Mr. Sato to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Nick Bonkwinkle was the special referee. 28 years ago, April 12, 1994, WWF taped the 400th episode of Wrestling Challenge from Rochester, New York. On the card, Lex Luger defeated the always tough Tony DeVito via submission. Jeff Jarrett uh, defeated John Paul NOLAvec. And the 1-2-3 Kid defeated Quang. Poor Quang. Thurman Sparky Plug defeated PJ Walker. And R- Irwin R. Scheister defeated a real, real, um, I can't sell it, Jason Hawkins via submission. 32 years ago, April thirteenth, 1990, All Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWF co-presented the U.S.-Japan Wrestling Summit from the Tokyo Dome. On the card, Jushin Liger defeated Akira Nogami. Uh, Tiger Mask and Bret Hart fought to a 20-minute draw. The Great Kabuki defeated Greg Valentine. Generico Tenru defeated Macho Man Randy Savage. Andre the Giant and Giant Baba defeated Demolition Axe and Smash. I bet you that was a terrible match. And Hulk Hogan defeated Stan Hansen. And that probably wasn't much more exciting. What
1: stands up to me actually when reading over uh, the results of the card is the fact that Tiger Mask uh, and Bret Hart went 20 minutes. Uh, I'm probably wrong because I just thought for a second Tiger Mask was Eddie Guerrero at one point. I, we'd have to look back and see if Tiger Mask was uh, Eddie Guerrero at that time or uh, because I know Pegasus' kid was uh, Benoit. But I'm not sure who uh, t- uh, was on. Right. Any mask According
0: to a Wikipedia, yeah, there's a tons of different tiger masks, so it doesn't say which one there. There was exactly two, four, six, eight different tiger masks, and none of them are who you mentioned.
1: Oh no, Eddie. Okay,
0: no, but. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure, but Tiger Mask is very famous over uh, in Japan. There's an anime series, and uh, they even had their own wrestler, Tiger Mask W. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking yeah, through the names
1: here. I'm just trying to that, remember that.
0: Mitsushiro Misawa was one of the Tiger Mask, so there's some big names in there. I'm going back. Find my spot. There it is. 20. 25. Sorry. Yeah, go for 25. it. <laughs> Twenty-five years ago, April thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, ECW makes its pay-per-view debut with barely legal. The pay-per-view outlets would request an advanced script and no access bleeding, among other stipulations. This was due to the Mass Transit incident six months earlier. Mass Transit, of course, was a young wannabe wrestler who lied about his age and who trained him. He was pitted in a match uh, with Devon Dudley against New Jack and Mustafa of the Gangsters, and New Jack messed him up real good. 20 years ago, April 13, 2002, World Wrestling All-Stars presented Eruption from the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia. 14 years ago, April 13, 2008, TNA presented Lockdown 2008, where every match was contested in a steel cage. 13 years ago, April thirteenth, two 2009, WWE presented the 2009 WWE Draft on Raw. The big uh, show moves, sorry, the, the big moves of the night were going to Raw was MVP, Big Slow, and Triple H. And going over to SmackDown was CM Punk, Kane, and Jericho.
1: No, and 29
0: true. years ago, April 14th, 1993, WCW makes its debut in New York City at the Paramount Theater in Madison Square Garden. And,
1: Sean, if you'd like to do the title changes. Yeah, we'll switch over to that. Uh, April 8th, 1990, Larry Zabesco def- defeated Mr. Saedo, uh for the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Nick Bockel was a special referee. That was uh, covered just a moment ago at the... Super Clash 4 on April 20 April eighth, nineteen 1995 Eddie Guerrero defeated 2 quilt cool Scorpio to win the ECW World Television Championship April eighth, I, 19- I will take that if uh, I hear your
0: dog won something April 8, 1995, Public Enemy, Flyboy, rock rock and Johnny Grunge defeated Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko and Rick Steiner and the Tasmaniacs in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. 20 years ago, April 8, 2002, on Raw from Arizona, Spike Dudley defeated William Regal in just three seconds to win the WWF European Championship. Nine years ago, April 8th, 2013, on Raw, Wade Barrett reclaimed the ICW, uh, sorry, the IC belt from The Miz in a rematch from the WrestleMania 29 pre show. Kind of silly. WrestleMania pre show, the pre show, and they have the Intercontinental belt defended on it. Pathetic.
1: Hey, at least it was defended that the IC or US title didn't even make it to WrestleMania. Uh, this year, they were uh, relegated to WrestleMania SmackDown the night before.
0: See, I don't I don't get that. That just makes your titles even less important when you don't have it on your biggest night of the year.
1: Exactly. I, it it should have been there. I would have even accepted it being part of the pre-show to, hey, you know, hype up uh, what you're going to see. But they instead spent two hours just talking about what you're going to see on the next four hours so you spent six hours of your day but two hours you didn't get any action they should have at least put some sort of uh action there for those sitting at home and to bring the fans into the building and into their seats i i agree something tells me that has something to do
0: with the contract that they have with peacock quite possible uh April 8th, 2013, Alberto Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger by submission to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. However, Dolph Ziggler cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase and defeated Del Rio to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 21 years ago, April 9th, 2001, uh, in Tokyo, Japan, Kazu- Kazuyuki fuji Fude- Pugia ah, defeated Scott Norton to
1: win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Sean? Yeah, I'll tag right back in. Uh, with <laughs> April 10th, 2001 at SmackDown in Philadelphia, with the help of his brother Matt, Jeff Hardy defeated Triple H to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. On April 10th, 2014 at TNA Impact Taping, Eric Young defeated Magnus to win the TNA world heavyweight championship april 11th 1985 in texas the rock and roll express defeated dick murdoch and randy rhodes to in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the nwa world tag team championships april 11, 1999 scott steiner defeated booker t to win the vacated wcw u.s championship diamond dallas page defeated hollywood hulk hogan Rick Flair and Sting in a fatal four-way as part of the main event to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Randy Savage was the special guest referee for that match. April 11th, 2011, Brie Bella defeated Eve Torres to win the WWE Divas Championship. Also on that same day, but different organization, April 11th, 2011, on Impact from Corpus Christi, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez defeated Bobby Roode and Austin Aries in a best two of three falls match with a score of two to one to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. 42 years ago on April 12th, 1980, the Wild Samoans, Offa and Sika, defeated Ivan Putski and Tito Santana to win the WJF Tag Team Championships. Uh, April 12th, 1999, on Raw's war from Detroit, The Godfather defeated Goldust to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. April 12th, 2010, in a Raw taping at Cardiff, Wales, Eve Torres defeated Maurice to win the WWE Divas Championship. And April 13th, 1997, the Eliminators, Perry Saturn and John Kronos, defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to win the ECW Tag Team Championships. And one Dretch. April 13,
0: 1997, Terry Funk defeated Raven to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 22 years ago, uh, April 13, 2000, in Indianapolis, Taz defeated Mike Awesome via submission in just 75 seconds to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. This was a surprise to many as Mike Awesome jumped to WCW while still ECW champ. A deal would be struck for Awesome to face against WWF signed wrestler Taz. This was believed to be the only time a contracted WCW uh, wrestled, uh, wrestler faced a contracted WWF wrestler for the ECW belt on TV. Taz uh, would only hold the title for nine days, losing at the Tommy Dreamer at Cyberslam 2000, only to lose it less than a half hour later to Justin Credible. Hot potato titles. Hot potato titles. Uh, April 13th, 2002, AJ Styles defeated Jerry Lynn to win the WWA International uh, Cruiserweight Championship. April 13, 2002, on the same show, Scott Steiner defeated Nathan Jones by submission to win the WWA World Heavyweight wow. Championship. Wow. Sid Vicious was the special enforcer. 20 years ago, April 13, 2002, in Tokyo, Gener- Gener- oh, Jesus. Generishio Tenru uh, defeated uh, Toshihaki uh, Kawada to win the vacated All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown championship both those guys have hard first names uh 15 years ago april 13 2007 in osaka japan yuji nagata defeated hiroshi tanahashi to win the iwgp heavyweight championship and ending tanahashi's title reign at 270 days April 13th, 2008, Samoa Joe defeated Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. 18 years ago, April 14th, 2004, at an NWA TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View taping in Nashville, Apollo and D'Lo Brown defeated Kid Cash in Dallas by interna- international disqualification to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship.
1: Yeah, when I went and got this picture, I almost thought it was Brian Cage, uh, a little bit bulkier, Brian Cage with d mm-hmm. Brown, but it's Apollo, which uh, is a gentleman I've not encountered anywhere else. Yeah. Another line.
0: Hmm. Uh, 14 years ago, April 14, 2008, on Raw from England, Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix to win the WWE Women's Championship for a fourth time. 14 years ago, April 14, 2008, at a TNA Impact taping at Universal Orlando, Kaz and Super Eric win the TNA tag belts, but after Super Eric refused to take off his mask, even though Kaz and Eric Young earned a title shot, Jim Cornette strips them of the titles holding them up until this uh, sacrifice pay-per-view. And finally, April 14, 2008, Petey Williams cashes in his Feast or Fried briefcase and defeated Jake Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. And now over to my colleague, Sean, who will do the Superstar Spotlight, Dustin Rhodes.
1: Yeah, we're going to get over to uh, some birthdays, but we're going to start off with uh, Dustin in the spotlight. Normally, I just have one picture, and lately, I have maybe two. But Dustin has had so many different looks to him over the years that I put uh, four out of the five on here uh, for this uh, slide. But Dustin Patrick Rhodes, born April 11th, 1969, uh, is currently signed with AEW, where he performs under his uh, name Dustin Rhodes. He's best known for his multiple tenures with WD from 95 to 2019 under the gimmick and ring name Goldust. He's the son of Dusty Rhodes and the brother uh, or half-brother of Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. He uh, later presented a deep and drastic spinoff of the character of Goldust. Oh, Stardust. Uh, He also is known for his appearance with WCW as the natural Dustin Rhodes, TNA, unfortunately, as black rain. And as I said right now in AEW, uh, he's doing a half and half. Dustin and somewhat gold dust, but either red or blue. Uh, Between WWF and uh, WCW, Dustin has won a total of 23 uh, championships. In WCW, he had two-time U.S. heavyweight champion one-time uh, six-man tag team titles, a two-time uh, WWE, uh, World Tag Team uh, Championship. Over in WWE, uh, he's a three-time Intercontinental Champion, nine-time Hardcore Champion, one-time World Tag Team Champion, two-time WWE Tag Team Champion. And Dustin has also appeared in the second most amount of Rumble matches at 13, and Dustin headlined multiple pay-per-view events in WWF and WCW during the 90s. He's also uh, a former uh, Sammy Guevara vlog champion, uh, I guess, with AEW. But, yeah, just a lot of things uh, Dustin's done over the years. Uh, he's faced a lot of uh, demons. If you saw uh, the picture of him in Black Rain, That was him at his lowest, I think. He was carrying around a rat. He was probably twice the size of what he is now. He seems to be in the best shape ever thanks to some DDPY, and uh, got in a good place. He just recently gave away his daughter at a wedding last weekend. And uh, so congratulations to that family. His ex-wife is Terry. Their uh, marriage lasted about six years. Uh, People remember her as Alexander York in uh wcw but then uh as just terry or terry reynolds in WWE, even after the split he has his own wrestling school the rhodes wrestling academy uh wrestling observer newsletter uh, gave him worst gimmick in 95 97 and uh 2007 rookie of the year in 89 and pwa and wrestling observer newsletter both said he was the most improved in 91 PWI gave him the match of the year 2019. I believe that was against Cody at All Out. And PWI said he had the best comeback in the year 2013. So a lot of uh, good for him uh, over the years, overcoming uh, those demons and living in the shadow of his uh, dad, who he was quite estranged from. Uh, The other dark uh, and probably not wanting to talk about uh, part of his career also includes seven who they uh, had him basically doing a mixture of gold dust meets undertaker and peering through kids windows. And just as he was supposed to appear uh, as seven the standards and practices went, ah, uh-uh, this isn't good. And uh, he made his whole entrance floating out to the ring, the, uh, smoke and everything and you hear Tony Schiavone and Bobby going what is this and next thing you know he's taking off the hat and just crapping all over everything and wanting to resurrect and reclaim the road's name uh, standing up for how his dad was treated badly by WCW I said gold dust was crap meanwhile that's been his go-to uh, all the time so you know probably saying what People want him to say about he's probably had the most success being Goldust. But that is Dustin Rhodes, our birthday superstar spotlight.
0: Now, with Dustin Rhodes, when he does go into the Hall of Fame, what's he going to go under as? I can't see him going in as
1: Goldust. I think they could do both, really, because – If you have uh, some of these guys going in under multiple times, because Booker T's gone in under himself. He's gone in under also uh, as part of Harlem Heat. You've had Ric Flair go in as himself and the Four Horsemen. Shawn Michaels as himself and DX and stuff like that. I think they inducted Glenn Jacobs as Kane. So they can do him as his character Gold Dust, but also as Dustin. Well, Kane Rose. makes more sense because
0: he's pretty much always been Kane. They're not going to put him in as the dentist. So with Gold Dust, I mean, personally, I think he should go in as Dustin Rhodes, the guy that played Gold Dust. Because, like, even even when they put Scott Hall in as Razor, that's bullshit. It should have been. Scott Hall, because he's been more than just a certain character. I I actually see Dustin coming back for final goodbye in WWF as the natural Dustin Rhodes.
1: That'd be really nice to see. And now with his brother over there. Um, And even when Cody was over there, he might have taken a shot at Triple H by destroying that uh, throne and stuff like that, which people knew blatantly what it is. But he's always said in interviews prior to coming back to WWE that he always had a good relationship with the McMahons, that uh, Triple H is his favorite wrestler and stuff like that, and a lot of it's business. So I, as you said, I see Dustin doing the same thing. The, as much as the corporate side of things being McMahon versus Tony Khan, exists. Everybody else is just trying to make a living, and they're, they're out for each other as well as themselves. So I definitely see Dustin uh, there, and it'd be great to see him as a natural going into the Hall of Fame.
0: All right. We got some other birthdays we're going to go to, not just um, Dustin's. Now, how old was Dustin? Did we get to see? There it is. It's down there. Okay. So Birthdays, April 7th, Rosie uh,
1: would have turned 52 years old. And for those not aware of Rosie uh, fully, uh, he is actually Roman Reigns' brother.
0: And that was the, uh, I'd say, late 90s, definitely, but I don't know, 98, 99, somewhere Superhero in training. Oh, uh, I guess that was a little later then. It would have been yeah, the 2000s. Early 2000s. There you go. Uh, April 9th, Bian- Bianca B- Bel- Bel- Belair. Yikes! Uh, she is thirty three and quite the wrestler. I'm not a fan of the whole hair whipping thing, but hey. Uh, April tenth would have been the sixty seventh birthday of William Alvin Moody, known as Percival Pringle the third, but mes- best known as Paul Bear. Back to Belair for a second there. I think. Um, I think with the long hair, I'd see her more as a villain than a good person. A villain would use that thing to whip their opponent, not a good person.
1: Yeah, so well, that, see. I'm kind of confused Obviously, with that whole thing. Over in NXT, before she got brought up, she was a heel. And oh. it was a little bit of what you said, using her hair as a weapon. But also she, uh, her attitude was that much like how Sasha Banks is the boss. right. And being arrogant about how she is the EST, the biggest, the best, the strongest, the, you know, that's a very arrogant.
0: I actually see her more as a bad character than good. Like, I think she'd do better as a bad character. It's only a matter of time, I think, before they switch her. Yeah. April 10th, uh, Jesse Neal uh, turns 42, Juice Robinson turns 33. Hardly Race would have turned 79. Dustin Rhodes or Goldust. He was born in 1969. He turns 53. I can't believe he's only four years older than I am. That's kind of, well. April 11th, Balls Mahoney would have turned 50. Uh, April 14th, Lita turns 47. Brian Adams would have turned 58. And of course, that's not the singer. That's Kona Crush, or whatever you want to call him. And also on the 14th, Marina uh, Sheriff turns 34. And it's also on the 14th, a happy 28th birthday to Bin Wang, aka uh, Taiyang Bing, known as one of the first Chinese born wrestlers to sign with the WWE. Uh, he made his television debut in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic in October of 2017 and competed in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale at WrestleMania 33, his first main roster bout. He would leave the WWE in 2018. And again, the, 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 the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, that should be at WrestleMania pre-show, sure, but it should be at the actual WrestleMania event itself.
1: Yep. And Once again, the great last- in the team. Regulated to SmackDown WrestleMania. Yeah.
0: And April 14th, it's a happy 81st birthday for Peter Edward Rose Sr., a.k.a. Kane's bitch,
1: Pete Rose. Yeah, the only Hall of Fame that Pete Rose can get into, though I do think Major League Baseball is waiting for him to pass away before they give him his spot in uh, the Hall of Fame because he deserves it but they don't want him to publicly get it because of his betting on baseball.
0: And that's something they need to get over. At the least they sh- could do is go, you know what, Pete Rose? You're going in. It's just when you're dead. Sorry yeah. about your luck. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. The Monday Night Wars. Um, I'll let Sean start this off, and then he can decide whether he wants to do the WCW or the WWF1, as this is um, uh, one that he picked himself, and he can tell you why.
1: Yeah, well, I was listening uh, today on my drive uh, to uh, Conrad Thompson and Tony Giovanni, um, What Happened one episode that just came out, and it's a watch-along of the Monday Night Raw I'm only partway through it so far. But uh, what made it significant is the fact that this uh, Monday Night Wars was the first time that WWE finally beat WCW after 83 consecutive weeks of being uh, losing in the ratings war, which is the reason why for Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast being called 83 Weeks. But what was the reason for it? is all basically about McMahon and Austin. So I'll uh, talk about the WCW uh, show and you can take over and tell us all about Raw. So over on WCW, it was held at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There was a singles match with Scott Steiner uh, defeating Fit Finley in three minutes. Ultimo Dragon defeated Lenny Lane in five minutes. Johnny Grunge defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr. in two and a half minutes. Chris Benoit defeated Glacier in four twenty-one. Lex Luger defeated Buff Bagwell with Eric Bischoff in the corner All right, by disqualification in almost six minutes. The WCW Cruiserweight title was on the line, and Chris Jericho successfully defended against Super Callow. Uh, in 4 minutes and 52 seconds. There was Perry Saturn defeating Van Hammer in 3 minutes and 17 seconds. Goldberg defeating Rocco Rock in 2 minutes and 39 seconds. Kurt Hennig with Larry Hennig, Rick Rude, and Rick Rude Sr. in in his corner. I didn't realize there was Rick Rude Sr. Uh, defeating Yuji Nagata, who had Sonny Ono in his corner, in 2 minutes and 53 seconds. The WCW television title match saw champion Booker T defeat La Parca in 3 minutes and 27 seconds. The United States Heavyweight Championship was on the line as DDP took on Rage with Chaos in his corner and won in 3 minutes and 1 second. Singles action, Rick Steiner with Ted DiBiase by his side defeated Conan who had Vincent in his corner in three minutes and 32 seconds. And the main event saw the world heavyweight title match Kevin Nash defeating Sting by disqualification in eight minutes and 23 seconds. There's a lot of wrestling going on here, but in a short amount of time at the same time. So this looks like it was an episode that was probably three hours because WCW actually started the whole three-hour uh, episodes that God knows that WWE fans regret seeing Raw as, but there was nothing really significant going on that I think people would have ca- stayed tuned for, and Raw had. Well, I would have stayed
0: in tune for the Lenny Lane uh, Ultimo Dragon match. I mean,
1: well, would have been decent, and that was early in the night, but. You know, did uh, go against Raw, and I think it was only two hours. You want to tell us what happened on Raw? Yeah, and did you know that Lenny
0: Lane actually did wrestle for the WWE after WCW? A match on Heat, uh, and it was 2004. Very brief. Uh, okay, over on Raw, I just Googled that. I was just curious. I haven't heard the name of Lenny Lane in a while. Uh, the 83 week streak of WCW winning the ratings war would finally come to an end. And here's how uh, the April 13th, 1998 edition of Raw is War took place on April 13th, 1998 at Core State Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The WWF Raw uh, Nelson TV rating was 4.6, while the Nitro Nielsen TV rating was 4.2. This was the first Raw uh, rating win for the WWE over Nitro um, after all those 83 weeks. Uh, Nitro would only win eight more ratings over Raw until the Monday Night War ended, of course, on March 15, 2001. Uh, the show centered around Austin refusing to be a corporate champion and jump. Uh, Whenever Vince said jump, Steve would challenge Vince to their first ever match for the WWF championship. uh, Against the pleading of Pat, Jerry, and Shane to not accept the challenge, Vince accepted the challenge. Uh, The Disciples of Apocalypse got an eight ball uh, uh, versus Los Periquas. uh, Savio Vega and Jose Estrada ended in no contest in a chain chain match, which is only two minutes. Why they didn't bother? I don't know. Takamichi Noku uh, defeated Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee uh, by DQ in three minutes. Poor Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah, well, that's a,
1: sorry to interrupt. That's actually the part where uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Conrad joked that that was when fans did switch over to WCW to watch for a couple of minutes. Of course, all in joking. But it is Jeff Jarrett wearing a white cowboy suit and red flashing jays? and they are friends uh, now anyways because they're part of the whole podcast team over at uh at free shows but yeah uh, mm-hmm. it was a jab at Jarrett for that one uh,
0: do, 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 do uh terry funk and two cold scorpio defeated the quebecers jacques and pierre in two minutes and 15 seconds Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman versus the Midnight Express. A bombastic Bob and bodacious Bart with Jim Cornette and Dan Severin ended in a double DQ. Uh, three minutes and 46 seconds. <coughs> Owen Hart defeated Billy Gunn with Triple H, X Pac, China, and the Road Dog. That went a whole eight minutes and 30 seconds. Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon with Patterson Briscoe, Sergeant Slaughter, and Shane McMahon ended in a no contest in a WWF Championship match. And the Dark match, which of course wasn't shown, was at LOD 2000. And st- joining Steve Austin, The Undertaker defeated Degeneration X, which was New Age Outlaws Billy and the Road Dog and Triple H and Kane in an eight-man tag team match. And that is it for this week in wrestling history. Of course, it's compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists, and Sean, that had front row seats to history, and a big thank you to our sponsor, as always, CoolBet, Kubat.com and sportsbook betting and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. And as always, a thanks to all of our Johnners listeners
1: and everyone else who listens on
0: all the media streaming platforms up there.
1: Yeah, we are on so many different ones, at least a dozen uh, different uh, podcasting outlets, including Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes as well. Uh, watching on Rumble, YouTube and Facebook. Well, I thank everybody for that. We are actually uh, working uh, to get a, another sponsorship with uh Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. I work for them uh, as future ring announcer and currently uh, audio and uh, timekeeper. So uh, I want to thank our future sponsorship in uh, Hammerlock Pure Wrestling and wanted to invite everybody to join us in Strathroy, Ontario, on Saturday, April 23rd at 6 p.m. The doors open and uh, bell time is 7 o'clock have uh, details on our Facebook page and you can always get tickets uh, through their uh, site, uh, Hammerlock Apparel, or you can reach out to me and you can uh, meet up with me at the show, take in some great independent wrestling and bring wrestling back to the vintage old school style where it's more grappling and catch-as-catch-can style. So check out Hammerlock Pure Wrestling, our newest sponsor and I'll have more graphics coming up about them as uh, we hammer out no pun intended they are uh, deal with Hammerlock Pure Wrestling but uh, come out and join us Strathroy April 23rd and Elmer Ontario on May 14th anywhere in Ontario it's always just a short drive to some great independent wrestling so support wherever it's happening but especially come out and join us or in me for Hammerlock. So until next time, have a great week, and we will see you on our next episode where we're going to look at, I believe, Brutus Beefcake and Ravishing Rick Rude in our Superstar Spotlights. So until next time, have a great one.